What is collective consciousness? Have you ever heard that phrase before, collective consciousness? I had never heard that phrase until recently, and now I'm hearing it everywhere. Isn't it funny how that happens? Back in 2019, uh, maybe beginning of 20, beginning of 2020, I bought my second car. My first car was a 1992 Cadillac Eldorado. Loved that car. It was a V8. It was absolute blast leather seats it just smelled like a cadillac it was great um gave me some troubles here and there but overall it was a good car i got it for 1500 bucks so i can't complain um now i was looking for a car i was looking for a second car because this car my cadillac was not practical at all it was a gas guzzling v8 i was getting 16 miles to the gallon in a coupe from 1992 had two doors it was just a disaster um, for my life. I was getting married very soon and I needed something more practical. So I was looking for a, a more practical vehicle that also had some utility, which naturally brings me into the world of crossovers and SUVs. That's why my dog just yawned. That is why they're so popular, especially in the States, because that's what people care about. Practicality, kind of and utility and style and all that stuff so i i was like well i want something reliable because i've had troubles with my current car here and there and i really don't want to deal with that so i was looking for reliable vehicles and i my dad had a 94 camry at one it was a great car the transmission started slipping towards the end but it was an old car um and then we had a honda odyssey my family did and so I was like, well, I, I remember my dad saying like Honda and Toyota are really reliable. So I was looking into it and um, sure enough, I was finding from my own research that Honda and Toyota were really reliable. By Before this point, I didn't really care about cars. But anyway, I, I was driving and I saw a Honda Element and I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. It's like kind of utilitarian, but it's also kind of like a car. I don't know. I just started paying more attention. Um, I did not end up getting a Honda Element. I was actually looking for a RAV4, a Toyota RAV4. I couldn't find one. However, I did find a Toyota Highlander at the nearby dealership that I wanted to buy from. And so it was an 03 Highlander, had 130,000 miles on it or something. And so I decided to go with that. Um, it was It was a great vehicle. You know, it it was at 130,000 miles, like I said. Like, it had some repairs that needed to be done. But once I got those out of the way, it was a perfect car. It started up every time. It was pretty decent off-road, even though it was only two-wheel drive. I ended up getting the only two-wheel drive Toyota Highlander on planet Earth, it feels like. My whole point is that I got that car, and then I started seeing it everywhere. I had literally never noticed this car before. But when I bought it, I saw... Toyota Highlanders all over the road, all over the place, all the time. And I just think that's really interesting. How could I have not noticed this thing before until I intentionally was seeking it out and it was relevant to me? 
And all of a sudden I see it everywhere. And it was a little taunting me. It was taunting me as well too, because every Highlander that I saw was a V6 four-wheel drive. And mine was a four-cylinder two-wheel drive. I was very annoyed (laughs) because apparently those old Highlanders that are four-wheel drive V6, they last even longer and they actually can do pretty well off-road. So I, I missed out on that, but it's okay. I'm telling that story because I have never really heard of the phrase collective consciousness until just recently, and now I'm hearing it everywhere. So let's talk about it. What is collective consciousness? Are we all part of the same divine mind? That's a crazy sentence to start out with, isn't it? What does it mean? What does collective consciousness mean? What is it? Now, I can't tell you for sure if it's even real or what it is, but I can try to figure it out and we can try and figure it out together because this kind of stuff is really, really fun to think about. Now, if you're the kind of person that just likes to keep their feet on the ground and not think too deeply about uh, eternal or otherworldly or metaphysical things, then maybe this isn't the episode for you. Maybe this isn't the podcast for you. And if that's the case, I appreciate you for listening this far. You're more than welcome to stay, but I won't blame you if you want to go to something that is a little more, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, just a little more your speed, I guess. For those of you that do like thinking about this kind of stuff and it doesn't make you absolutely terrified and it's actually more exciting and interesting to you, then this is the episode for you. I've been learning about what collective consciousness means or what people think it means and been testing it out for myself and trying to learn more about what I think it means. Now, traditionally, um, I don't know according to what tradition, but there's a lot of people that think that we are all individual people, which is pretty obvious. I mean, I know that if I think about something, my dog isn't like thinking the same thoughts that I'm thinking. And we don't do the same things on a day-to-day basis. So it, by rule of logic, we're two separate beings, right? And that's a very widely accepted concept, the concept of individuality. Um, and that's fine. You know, it works. It makes sense. We all know why that makes sense. And we've all been led to believe that we are all individuals and we're all separate. But what if that wasn't the case? What if we were all part of something bigger and we are all that thing collectively? So what if, here's an example, what if God is not some mystical person in the sky that controls everything and determines whether we live or die, go to hell or go to heaven? What if instead God is a divine being that we are all a part of? Because imagine, this is, this is, how I think of it. This is how I've been thinking of it. Imagine you are an all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing, all-capable, whatever, all-everything being. How boring would that be? Like, you already know everything that's going to happen, when it's going to happen. You've seen every version of, like, a timeline, or you're, you're able to create anything at the snap of your fingers. Like, A lot of people think that they want to just retire early and like sit on a beach the rest of their life. But there are people that have done that and it's been absolutely boring for them, absolutely horrible. 
So we are not all powerful beings. And even when we have everything we want, it's boring. Imagine how much that would suck to just be floating around in space as this all powerful being. So wouldn't you try to do something to make it a little more enjoyable or a little more entertaining or a little more fulfilling? Maybe. So bear with me. Let's say you want to experience reality in as many ways as possible because that is interesting. That's fulfilling. So you split yourself off into an infinite number of separate consciousness is conscious, conscious, neat consciousness. Well, you get the idea. Split yourself off into a million different versions of consciousness that experience a million different versions of reality in a million different ways and find their own millions of different truths and come to know different things and experience different things. And it's all you, but you're getting to experience reality in a totally new way all at the same time. Would that not be a little bit more interesting? Wouldn't that make it a lot more fulfilling to be a god? So I'm sure you've put two and two together by this point. I'm asking you, what if we are all God? What if we are all a part of the same divine being that is living itself out and letting life play out in an infinite number of ways? Because it would be awfully boring otherwise. And I don't think that's a bad thing. God typically is portrayed as this benevolent, like either God has like a plan for all of us. And that's where like the individual thing comes from. It's like everybody's so focused on themselves and like what what's God's plan for you and things like that. It's like, well, what if it's not like that? Now, this is this is a very like tough idea to process, especially I, th- I would say if you're religious, because I grew up religious and I still have religious, um, I still have like religious thoughts and I know what it's like to to think in certain ways. And like, there's a part of me that it has a hard time accepting this idea. And you don't have to accept this idea as truth, but just entertain it. It's not going to hurt you. If anything, it could lead you somewhere better than where you are. So we all want to be special. We all want to be, you know, we all want God to have some amazing plan for us. And so whenever you consider that that idea might be false and that God was like, you could just frame, you could phrase it as, oh, God is just bored. And so God made all of this. It's like, well, why is that a bad thing? Like, that's not a bad thing. And I always look for parallels in nature when I am seeking greater truth, when I am seeking truth that goes beyond my current senses, beyond the three dimensions that we are bound to. When I'm searching for truth in those things, I always go back to the basics. Is there a parallel that could indicate that this might be true? Yes, there is. You ready for it? Why do you want, I mean, the last episode, why do you want to find your purpose? Why do you even care? Why do you care to do anything in your life besides, oh, like, well, I just want to be a good person so I could go to heaven or I don't want to end up burning for eternity or because it's the right thing to do. Like, those are all great. Those are fine. But like, why do you do anything? You do things to experience them. It's in our nature. Why does a dog play with a bone? Because it's fun. They're bored. They want to play with the bone. Why do we go to sport events? Because we're bored. It's interesting. So if it's true that we, just to make this concept a little more 
palpable. Like if we are all children of God, then what makes us think that the thing that we came from would be any different? Oh, well, that thing is perfect, right? God is perfect and we're imperfect. Okay, maybe that's true. But do we not carry the same DNA? Do we not carry the same qualities? Some people will think this is blasphemy. Other people will think that, yeah, I've thought about this a million times. I'm, I'm there with you. Other people have never thought of something like this and it really resonates with them. But this idea of collective consciousness is the idea that we are all the whole and a part of the whole at the same time. And that whenever we learn something, it contributes to the collective consciousness. The idea is that if we all pursue truth in our own avenues, that humanity will become more enlightened altogether. Now, there are some other interesting concepts like pendulums, which I'm learning about, which are basically forces of energy that when you feed them, they get more powerful. And there's a pendulum surrounding everything. So there's a pendulum surrounding politics. There's a pendulum surrounding sports. There's a pendulum surrounding iPhones. And basically, the more people that feed into this pendulum, the more powerful it becomes, the more unstoppable it becomes. So the more there's this narrative that's pushed that iPhone is better than Android, which doesn't even make any sense because <laughs> here comes the Android fanboy. I have an iPhone, just so you know, but I had Androids before. And um, Android is an operating system, just like iOS. So there's a bunch of different brands that make phones that run on Android. But my point is, if we all keep perpetuating this idea that Apple is better than Android and nobody ever stops to question it, it will, like, Apple will eventually become the only phone manufacturer on earth. That's how powerful pendulums are because people continue to feed into this idea. They keep feeding this energy force, it becomes unstoppable. So, in the same way, there is a, there is an energy, there is a force behind our consciousness. And if we continue to intentionally, learn truth and experience reality and understand reality in its truest sense, that we are contributing to the collective consciousness and we are putting energy around this, this pendulum that surrounds consciousness and that we will all eventually be carried in that direction. Now, it's funny because there's a lot of religion, especially, you know, any religion where you preach the, the truth of that religion to other people, that's a pendulum. You're trying to get more people to put their energy into this one thing so it becomes more powerful, so it becomes unstoppable. So what's very interesting to me is there is a widespread um, interest in spirituality over religion. It's growing. This idea that we don't need a, a church or an organization to tell us how to live or what's going to happen to us when we die, that we can search for that truth on our own through a journey of self-discovery. This idea is becoming more popular, more widespread. There are people all over the world in many different religions that are giving up their religion. Now, I'm not here to say if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I had a conversation with my roommate last night, and he was mentioning all these different things that are good about religion. And, and I had to agree. I was like, yeah, you make some really good points. Totally fair. So I'm not here saying that it's a good or bad thing, but ultimately I can feel a shift in the energy surrounding 
spirituality. What about mental health? I mentioned in the last episode about how mental health is becoming more of a priority for people. You hear it talked about more often. Don't you find it interesting that it was so taboo not long ago? Maybe it's because there is a, a field of energy surrounding this concept. And the more people that put their energy into it and, their, and throw their thoughts at it and put their effort into it, the stronger and more powerful it gets. So wouldn't that make sense then if that's true, that we are all part of the same bee, just split into a million different versions or 7 billion or however many humans have lived in the past? 20 billion people, I don't know. Wouldn't it make sense that we're all part of the same? Like if we're all part of God's mind, if we are all God, we're all part of God, wouldn't it make sense that we'd be powerful enough to influence other people's consciousness and make other things stick out to other people? And the more people that start to pay attention to that thing, the more real it gets. That brings us into manifestation, which is a totally different topic, and I would love to cover that. But collective consciousness, that's what the idea is. So what are your thoughts about it? I mean, not that we can have a real back and forth, but I just find this concept very interesting because I thought for a long time that I was just stuck. I was stuck in my body. I was stuck in my head, and God is judging me, and maybe that's true, but it doesn't feel true anymore. It never really felt all that true to begin with for me. Never really resonated with. Speaking of resonance, um, everything is energy and vibration. That's another thing I want to cover in the future. Why do things resonate with us? What does that even mean? But to get to my point, like learning about this idea of collective consciousness, it also brings a greater sense of purpose in my because you know that you're contributing to something greater. Why is it in our nature to want to experience so many different things? Why is it in our nature to play? Why does it feel so restricting to go into this job that we hate every day for the rest of our lives? Why does that feel so bad? We're not robots. Obviously, we're not robots. So like, where does that feeling come from? Could it come from a divine desire that we all have because we're all a part of the same thing? We're all the same being that has a desire to explore and learn and grow and progress. And it's and it's really cool too because in the midst of my... So in, in religion, there's this thing called a shelf where whenever something doesn't click for you and something doesn't make sense and something seems a little off or you disagree with something, you set it on the shelf. So anybody, humans have shelves for different things. For instance, uh, in a relationship with somebody, if there's a red flag and you ignore it, you set, the fl- you set it on the shelf. If they do something that really, really was like wrong and you don't like and you think was just not okay and harmful to your relationship, but you continue to move on, you put it on the shelf. And now sometimes you can reconcile with the things on the shelf. You can forgive, you can heal, you can let go. There are other things that are on that shelf for a reason and shouldn't be ignored. And eventually, when someone decides to leave their religion, it's because their shelf breaks. They can no longer withstand the cognitive dissonance they're experiencing. They made too many exceptions 
they made too many apologies for this thing for too long and it became unbearable they couldn't their 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 conscience couldn't handle it their soul couldn't handle it they were living in a state of dissonance so back when my shelf was getting very heavy when i had a lot of things on my shelf i was i was exploring this idea that god is different than what i was taught god is and i was thinking about if it makes sense that god is all knowing because if god knows everything that can and will happen and then god creates you like you can't ask to be created right like you have to be created before you can ask something so nobody asks to be created so if god is all knowing and then creates you that means that god knows exactly what you're going to do when you're going to so that means that your fate is sealed to me logically there cannot agency cannot exist at the same time as an all-knowing god you see what i'm getting at it's kind of hard to articulate that thought but like if you were created and you're told that you can make all these choices but you're also told that the the person who created you is all-knowing how can those two things be true at the same time? It doesn't really make much sense. So I just was asking all these questions and I was thinking about what is human connection and what is intuition? Why do I, why am I told this one thing, but then I, I feel in my gut something else? Why am I told this thing, but I resonate with this other thing? So I was really like, during this time where I was putting things on my shelf, unknown, my shelf was getting very heavy and it was about to break. I was about to just be done. Like I kept experiencing this, this confusion and this dissonance and this fear where I was told that reality is this one way, but it felt so wrong to me. And now the, the path that I'm on, the things that I'm learning, the things that I'm interested in, there's so much fire and passion behind there's so much fulfillment in the things that i'm learning and the things that i'm testing in my daily life and the thing is i know that i'm not alone i know that there are so many other people that are on a very similar journey chances are if you're listening to this you're on a similar journey you may be at a different point in that journey than i because we're all different could be way further along in that journey if that's even like the right way to phrase it you could be just beginning. I, I don't know. But isn't it interesting that you're listening to this, experiencing something very similar? Like what brought you to this podcast? What brought you to this episode? Why does this resonate with you? Could it not be that there are a bunch of other people that are contributing to this collective consciousness and that we are all learning and growing and influencing each other to consider certain truths? And that kind of brings us back to this, the, the previous episode. How do you find your purpose? My dog just shook her head. How do you find your purpose? It's like, well, what if our purpose is to contribute to the collective consciousness? What if God's purpose is to experience? And we are all fractals of God experiencing reality in infinite ways. What if that's the case? And what if our purpose, because we are God, God is we, our purpose is to experience and contribute to the collective consciousness. 
Because without these concepts, if none of this was true, then it makes it a lot harder to progress as a species. It makes it a lot harder to be fulfilled in what you do. Because now you're just on some super lonely journey, especially, especially somebody who is redefining reality for themselves. Somebody who's left a religion like me, maybe like you. Somebody who's questioning this belief system that dictates how they perceive reality. Like that is such a lonely path, so extremely lonely. And it doesn't feel so lonely whenever you consider the idea that we're actually all on this journey together. It's just, we're all in different spots. And the further along you get in your journey, the more you help speed other people up on theirs because our consciousness is collective. It's definitely a very powerful concept to consider, especially for somebody like me. So those are my thoughts on collective consciousness right now. Just wanted to really, I wanted to pose some questions for you and for me. <laughs> I wanted to help better clarify what my thoughts are on collective consciousness as of now. I'm learning about manifestation. I'm learning about chakras. I'm learning about pendulums, a lot of esoteric stuff, a lot of metaphysical stuff. And I'm learning about um, what reality really is. Is it three-dimensional like we think, or is it holographic or something else? Lots of crazy stuff, guys. A lot of cool stuff coming. I'm just taking these things that I'm learning and testing in my own life and connections that I'm personally making and, and trying to make sense of it and bringing it to this podcast so that I can make even more sense of it. So what are your thoughts on collective consciousness? What does it mean? Do you think it's true? Does this idea resonate with your soul? Does it speak to you? Or do you get the chills and do you get afraid? Are you scared of this being true? Or do you think that what I'm saying right now is evil, that it's contrary to the truth that God has given us? Do you think that I'm on the wrong path? Because any of those things could be true. But I don't know that you're conscious or that you're real. I just know that I'm real. You don't know that I'm real. You don't know that this podcast isn't some simulation. All you know is what you know. All you know is what you experience up until a certain point. Things have become to mean a lot more to me once I've realized that actually there is a way that you can know that other people are conscious too. There is a way that you can experience reality outside of yourself. And it's through this concept of collective consciousness. Maybe that's where human connection comes from. Maybe that's why you feel horrible when you do something really bad. Like if you were to hit someone with your car, let's say it's not illegal and there's no religion in existence that says that it's bad to kill somebody, right? You have no, no moral basis, at least religiously, and you hit, you plow into someone with your car and you kill them. Would you feel horrible or would you go about your life? Because it's not illegal. You're not going to get arrested. Let's say it doesn't damage your car, so you're not mad about that. Would you feel bad if you murdered somebody with your car on accident or on purpose, whatever? If you think the answer is no and that religion defines morality, that's a fair point. But if you think the answer is yes, you would feel horrible about it. Then you got to ask yourself why. Well, you wouldn't feel horrible because you're going to get in trouble because you're not. You wouldn't feel horrible because you've been told that it's bad to kill somebody because you haven't because there's no religion. So in a world where this is the case, 
what if you would feel bad because any harm you do to somebody else is harm you're doing to yourself because we are all connected. We are all of the same divine consciousness. Just like it hurts whenever you say mean things to yourself, it hurts when you say mean things to other people because we are one. Interesting stuff. I know that a lot of these episodes may leave more questions than answers, but isn't that the whole point? <laughs> isn't it amazing that reality is so deep and complex that you could never ask enough questions to know all the answers? I love this, guys. This is best decision I ever made starting this podcast. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. I have no idea what the next episode is going to be about, but I'm excited nonetheless. Thanks for sticking around. Check me out on socials at the Nolan Void. You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, threads, Instagram threads, uh, TikTok. I don't have anything really going on there, but anyway, thanks for stopping in. Thank you for entering the void and I will catch you next time. Bye.